My name is Cody Riggs, and I'm the son of a legend, which totally sucks most of the time. My dad had made a lot of enemies in his day. During the long years of the macro war, he'd marshaled Earth's forces and commanded them through countless battles. Star Force had fought the machine invaders in space, in Earth's skies, over land, and even under the sea. Billions of humans had died, and large swaths of our planet had been poisoned. Afterward, my father had ruled all of Earth as an emperor for a brief time. Most people have subsequently formed a good opinion of the part my father played in those days, but not everyone. In the angry minds of many grieving souls, my family came straight from the fires of hell. As I grew up, Adults who had the misfortune of being put in charge of me often said I had an attitudinal problem. They claimed I wouldn't listen to authority. They called me rebellious and stubborn. But I never saw it that way. I've always been naturally curious and preferred to do things my own way. Individuality is its own reward. I think they focused on me because of the family name. Anything I did was scrutinized more than it would have been for a normal kid. Like I said, it kind of sucked growing up in my dad's shadow. If there was one thing that was cool about having Kyle Riggs as my dad, it had to be the opportunity to meet interesting people. Perhaps the most interesting of them all was a weird robot named Marvin. He was an eccentric metal creature my dad had built a long time ago. No, that's not quite right. Marvin had pretty much assembled himself from the very beginning. I was a kid when I first met him, about eight years old. The first thing Marvin did was make a big deal about how I was a genetic combination of my parents in appearance. I had skinny arms, tanned skin, big eyes, and dark hair that was cut short. Marvin had come to stay with us for a few days in September, and although he wanted to live in our house, and I'd even offered to share my room with him, Jasmine, my mom, wouldn't allow it. She pointed her finger sternly toward the barn, and Marvin had slunk away on coiling tentacles. Marvin was strange that way. Being sent to the barn was insulting to him. He didn't even like being called a robot. He preferred to be thought of as a full-fledged person, an artificial person, to be sure, but a person and a citizen of the Federation, nonetheless. To me, he wasn't anything like a normal human, which was good, because that would have been boring. He was an extremely intelligent, strange, electromechanical creature. And I found him fascinating. He'd been on humanity's side in most of Earth's battles, and in many cases, he'd caused us to win. It was well documented that Marvin had saved our collective butts on more than one occasion throughout history. But it was equally true that he'd nearly triggered our extinction on less happy days. As I said, an interesting guy. Marvin's one and only visit to my family farm lasted about two weeks. He spent most of that time in the barn he'd been assigned to, but he came out now and then to wander around the property. One crisp fall morning as I left the house and walked toward the school bus stop, I noticed Marvin going for one of his seemingly aimless walks. Suddenly, he returned to the barn and entered, moving quickly. Not thinking much of it, I kept heading toward the school bus. Many years later, I can still see the events that followed in my mind. The bus had pulled up and was idling, waiting for me to board. The vehicle hovered there not ten inches from the ground. 
It was maybe a hundred feet ahead of me, with the wavering, bluish light of an energy field flickering underneath it. The idling repellers caused swirling eddies of dust to form. Funny how some visuals stick with you years later. The waiting door of the bus was so close, but not close enough. I heard the first ripping explosion. A fraction of a second later, I felt a surge of heat wash against my back. It was like being too close to a fireplace when it flared up behind you. I took a look back. I couldn't help it. A blazing plume of orange fire shot up into the sky. The barn was gone. In its place was an inferno. What I remember best were the flaming chickens, like cotton balls soaked in gasoline. They ran around the yard aimlessly, living fireballs with churning feet.